0: The Killer Pod from Outer Space presents. Watch this or die. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. The insulin pump is now going off. Perfect timing. My name is Vinny, and with me as always in in studio is Jeffrey.
1: What's up, party people?
0: And then on the hotlines, we got brother Pete. Holla holla. We got brother Sean. Hello, boys. And then joining us as a special guest, we have Dion. What's going on, man?
2: You're not going to call me brother Dion? Brother Dion. Oh, (laughs) shit. What's going on? Welcome, welcome. I guess I have to earn the title.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a two-episode minimum to become brother. <laughs> Sounds
1: we really, good. We really made Sean work for it. Yeah, and you <laughs> got
2: to
0: make a decent amount of
3: wrestling references. Yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. too.
2: Oh, no, I came unprepared for sure.
0: <laughs> well, we're happy to have you on the show. Dion is uh, vocals of what I would say has become the podcast band. We been talking about you guys a lot, Rock Bottom.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, thank you for, you know, talking about us and actually liking our music. You are uh, the the few and the proud, as we like to say at Rock Bottom. There's uh there there's a few of you that uh, remain loyal, so I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, love it. Well, we uh, I mean, we got the our whole crew out in person. Like we it, it's pretty rare that we all get to like hang out for a solid hang. You know because everyone's working everyone's doing whatever but we all uh got out loud and proud for the show the other night at the skate park that was awesome yeah it was fun and uh even as a longtime fan and my brother being in the band i've only seen you guys a handful of times just because of life getting in the way uh although you guys practice in my basement for like ever so i knew the. So- i've always known the songs
2: What's practice, right? I don't shove to practice nowadays either. <laughs> but no, thanks. No, thanks for uh, coming out to the show. We were actually, uh, we have a group text with the boys, and I was kind of like, "Dude, I'm not playing on this ramp," and I end up calling them, like the aggro Craig. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, no, it's a really cool spot. Um, it was really cool that they put us on the show or wanted us to play. Uh, I liked how there was the brewery next door, so it was good. Um, I ended up dragging my wife out there, and uh, it was nice to see people I haven't seen in a while, including uh, two-fourths of uh, the podcast hosts, and I've never met Jeff and Vince before that, but uh, yeah, it was a pleasure, and um, yeah, I always like going to shows and seeing people I know. It makes me feel more social than I really am these days, Mm -hmm. so... Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I think for all of us, shows are like a happy place. Good, you know, like a good throwback to the old days. So um, yeah, when that, that was all there was to do, you know.
1: Except for that two days of neck pain. That yeah, I what with. the hell
0: was that? All I did was run around like an ass and I was like an immense amount of pain for the next two days. I was like, all right, well, I guess this has now happened to me.
2: That's called a bangover. We like to call that a bangover. Uh, you know, normal mm-hmm. people, when they drink, have a hangover. And when you bang your head too much, it's called a bangover. We've experienced it uh, many a time playing shows. Man. But no, um, bangover, for sure. It's Absolutely.
1: real. Yeah. Well, what do you got here on the beer front, Mr. Vinny?
0: All right. Are we kick- uh, Sean, why don't you kick it off tonight? Ooh. If you're ready.
4: I feel like all I drink these days is Neshaminy Creek, but uh, over the weekend I ran into my dad and he delivered me a four-pack of Young Pumpkin Stein.
1: Ooh, I have one of those uh, in my fridge.
4: Neshaminy Creek's uh, Marzen. I, I guess it's a Fall Fest beer, but you know it's a Marzin with uh, allspice, candied ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's only 5.5%, but in a pounder with... Uh, you know, some Gene Wilder artish on the front. It's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm always digging some in Creek. Mm-hmm. And the beer, the beer awesome.
1: Brad, I can't wait to get into those. I have just a fridge full of pumpkin and fall beers that I haven't touched yet. You gotta bring them over. Waiting for that yeah, vacation Yeah, this was start. not.
4: It's not pumpkin.
1: I know it's a fall beer though.
4: Yeah, it's just it's like a spiced. I don't know, lager. It's it's really good.
0: You're a spicy lager. Pete, what you got? Uh, i have ship
3: bottom mexican stout uh stout brewed with
2: mexican stout
3: well it so has so spicy it, it has ancho chipotle peppers Ooh, yeah. ancho, uh, spicy. and uh cinnamon and chocolate coffee vanilla it's I've got seen, a whole lot going on yeah, it's so like really a mexican good.
0: chocolate type, it's,
3: a, it's a nine percenter so i only Ooh, i only have the one and Ooh, then fast. i have a and then i have a
1: uh twisted tea to round it off nice Uh, Speaking of ship bottom, we just missed the Ectoghuler release. I know. I wish it would reach in the (laughs) PA. It is in PA. You can get it in uh, Linville Orchards. No. Yeah. Is that where the beer garden is? Did you go get some? No, because I didn't know about it until it was
0: too late. (laughs) I want to try that beer so bad, it's because of the can art and the name.
2: I have a question for Peter. How do you drink something like a Mexican stout with all that stuff in it and then drink a twisted tea afterwards i feel like that would <laughs> taste like straight garbage i mean right round it off.
3: You know, i'll drink a little water first <laughs> a little palate cleanse oh that you know
2: that yeah totally that makes <laughs> it all just better swish but, dude, the water around in your what? mouth a little bit no i just, I just
3: you know I, I i
2: also have like
3: a uh uh like a high life in here too so mm-hmm. i could i could choose between the two but you know you always got to start you don't build, you build back. I, and I know, yeah, the twisted, tea, you know, the twisted tea is like chemical. It's not real tea. But it's I know what you're saying. But I just, I, 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 I needed to have one and then I need to have something else in case I'm so thirsty after uh-huh, uh-huh. this is over.
2: I'm the opposite. I go, I. you have to go crappy beer first and then good beer. Cause if you go from like a good, nice tasting beer to like some shit, it's like, it's, you taste everything in this shitty beer i feel like you know i don't know how it is for you guys but that that's it for me you know no you're
0: right but we're at at least on our end i think we're used to it because we always have the good episode beer and then some piece of shit beer alongside it like tonight i have hams alongside my good beer um and in between sips you certainly notice the difference
2: true alcoholics nice
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dion, what do you got tonight but i have
2: Oh, are, are are you asking me? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. well, before I go with my answer, you guys are like the same age, maybe a tiny bit younger than me, but uh, when I was growing up in my, you know, early 20s, the like the IPA craze was was banging now, and now that now that I go into like somewhere like a like a beverage store, or beer distributor, there's just so much so much I could look at. That i don't even know what to choose some of them don't even have words on the labels anymore <laughs> um but with my with my stomach um stuff i stick to super cheap beers but my go-to every single night is boda box pinot noir oh, i'm not oh, drinking yeah. beer it's a i'm drinking box wine line. baby
0: hell yeah boda's a winner we are fully we
3: love on board, we love, boda. We love uh, i like boda and black box
2: you can't go wrong with either or yeah. Um and I don't know, red wine just does it for me. It just, you know, I put I drink like two or three every yeah. night or very two. Ce-
3: very
0: central as well.
2: Yeah. And um I go to bed and it's okay. Sometimes I drink too much, but you know, isn't that the mistake we all make? Well when you have you the know box, I mean? it just
0: it just calls you, like we just keep pouring it.
2: The, yeah, uh, but uh
0: The boat of Nighthawk is a nice one.
2: I've you know what, every time I look at the other like Redvolution or like the Nighthawk and I'm always like, Oh, I wanna try that, but you know, I'm such I'm such a square. I just gotta stick with stick with what I know, you yeah, know okay. what I
1: mean? I'll change it if it ain't broke. Yeah. Um what do we got, Vinny?
0: Over here, we're hitting the the yellow snowman cometh from Stickman Bruce out of Reuters for PA. And, uh, this is a ice bock lager. If you haven't had an ice bock, um, that is a good, a fall and winter style. They take a, uh, Bach beer, they freeze it and then siphon off the high alcohol portion that doesn't freeze. And then you have your ice bock. Uh, but this one is a somewhat of a lighter version of that. I think it's only 7%. So it's, it's got some of the lager... More of the logger on it, but nice precursor to the winter months coming. Yellow snowman cometh.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's the best name for you know yellow snow and all. I think that's well. That's why. Oh.
2: tongue in cheek. Yeah.
3: Good so uh, why are we See, all gathered
0: stills- here, Benny? Um, <laughs> yeah. are we dive right in the Washington dive. Oh, or, or we could hit some news. I don't I, have any I only have of
3: it. I have nothing well Pete
0: what have you been watching on your uh, 31 days of horror oh anything stick out as um, good or bad I could run I could run the list down real quick I don't think anything's
3: um, nothing's uh, I won't like do any reviews just cause uh, so I started with the mortuary collection we, we, we talked about that on the Shutter episode I hadn't seen it and everyone gave it rave reviews that's an awesome anthology um, terror train classic, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis joint, uh, post Halloween, uh, dark Knight of the scarecrow was actually, I think like a made for TV mm-hmm. Halloween movie. Yep. Um, which is, is decent watch, uh, anything for Jackson also talked about on the shutter episode, yeah. really sweet haunting slash possession. Um, deal. Popcorn, awesome uh, 80s, uh, actually uh, early 90s Slasher. Um, Phantasm, classic uh, horror movie. Mutilator, we missed it the first night of um, Camp Blood. They played it on Thursday night. Uh, Awesome kills in that movie. Awesome, uh, kind of its own, making its own original storyline for Slasher. Uh, Darling actually i will plug is it's like a brand new oh uh, no actually it's from 2015 but i think it just went up on shutter maybe um
0: yeah i don't know that one
3: this season really awesome and it's a quick watch it's like 78 minutes but uh really creepy vibes going on uh, i watched tonight's movie hellraiser uh, the 2022 Tammy and the t rex watcher new movie on Shudder this season I can definitely recommend. It was a good watch. And yeah, then last good, night, last night was, last night was a double feature of the Slumber Party Massacre one and two. I've not seen the third. Have you guys seen the third? Uh, I have not.
0: No. Yeah, don't. It's, it's
3: I off. like the first one the best. I love the killer in the second one because he looks like like a demonic, uh, rockabilly um, star. <laughs> yeah, but he you know what he looks like to me is um fucking what's his name the comedian. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay? Andrew Dice Clay, yeah. He <laughs> looks like Andrew Dice Clay. Except that movie hey. came out before Andrew Dice Clay was big, so... Maybe be... Andrew Dice Clay based his look off of uh, <laughs> the Driller Killer from Summer Party
1: Massacre too. You can uh, still go see the Dice Man. He's going to be around in November, I think, for like 50 bucks, which I'm... Nice. I don't know what his act's like anymore. I'm sure it's way toned down, but... Yeah.
3: Well, he was in the Lady that Lady Gaga movie as her dad. So.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, uh
3: uh all, um A Star Is Born.
2: Uh, ah. Oh, great movie.
3: It was good. I I'm a big fan actually. Um So, yeah, that's all I got going on. I don't have much news. That's a
0: pretty good list that you are. Uh, good streak. I mean, you didn't did you dislike any of them? N- no. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's a good way to start October. Yeah. I uh has anybody started watching the Midnight Club on Netflix? No, what is that? No,
3: it's on my radar. Um but I'm finishing up Dahmer.
0: Yeah, I've not started that yet.
3: Which is, you know, it's good. I mean, it, it's it's just fucked up, you know, it's some fucked up shit. And uh you know, I like that actor a lot. He, his name is my name, opposite Evan Peters. Oh. Um, he's good, and uh, the dad from uh, Step Brothers plays his dad
2: uh, <laughs> when, when you put it like that. Like, <laughs> uh, you know. I'm not called a dad. <laughs> he actually, the dad, the dad is Richard
3: Jenkins, I believe,
2: is his name. Yeah, the dad, in that, I think he does. I, I think he's the best actor in that whole thing. He really plays it off real well. Yeah, yeah. He he, he does a phenomenal job in that series. So kudos to him. Well, to his Step credit,
3: Brothers. to his credit, he's like a
0: really good dramatic actor.
3: He just was roped into Step Brothers, so which makes
0: that's it really that much the funnier. that's really the only comedy he's done. He's he's much yeah, more yeah. of
1: a, a drama. No, I think he's uh, he's in Bill and Ted as well. He's like. One yes! Of dads. Yeah.
0: He was That's in uh, Cabin in the Woods. That was a pretty comedic role, but he's also in a lot of uh, drama type stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Plays it even. Uh, but The Midnight Club, I believe only one episode's out. It's the new Mike Flanagan, John. Oh, okay. It's uh, going to be an anthology series, and the way it works is there's a group of teens in a uh, hospice, and. So they're all sick, obviously, and they get together at midnight every night to tell scary stories. So it's
1: like, are you afraid of the dark? Yes, essentially. Got you. So
0: each episode will be a different scare. Uh, The first episode was getting a lot of buzz because it beat the Guinness Book of World Records for most jump scares in one hour. Whoa. (laughs) But I think Flanagan knew what he was doing as far as the record, because it got silly at one point oh, okay. with the jump scares, but like in in a good way, like a, like I, you know I laughed out loud a little yeah, bit. I was like, all right, I see what they're doing. It was a like a the camera just went bam, 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 bam mm-hmm. all at once, like ah, oh, ah. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny, but it looks like it's gonna be good material. I like a good uh, you know telling scary stories and them showing the story you know for us to watch as the audience. So I'll dig that. And then we had the a uh, couple weeks the. Del Toro version of that Cabinet of Curiosities, I think it's called. There's gonna be another anthology horror series coming out. There's so there's so much stuff coming out this month. Yeah. For the Halloween season. Well, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna be busy. Um I also watched a New One on Shutter. Um shoot, what the hell was it called? Oh boy. You know how I did with this.
1: Like you write things down. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Deadstream, Deadstream, brand new on Shutter. Uh, it's a horror comedy, and the whole premise is like a famous YouTuber personality uh, is gonna get does all these like scary challenges, and he's gonna go into a you know what they think is a real life haunted house and stream the whole thing live. The comedy element is he's super annoying and very much has all those tropes of being <coughs> a annoying like YouTuber youtuber type personality they uh, play that card pretty strong um, but there, there's some there's some good laughs in it and the scares are actually pretty well done there's some good creepy moments good uh, uh, physical effects worth the watch I mean nothing nothing great but Entertaining and pretty funny. Other than the Sweet. other than the normal Halloween stuff, that's all I've seen. that's new.
1: Yeah, like I said, I haven't watched much of anything lately. Uh, I tried
0: to watch another anthology today. Uh, I think it's called Hard Candy. I
1: don't know. You but said it was not. It was well, rough. Yeah. I turned
0: I turned it off during the, the first story. Corey Taylor's like the wraparound host of it. He's like playing like a radio DJ on 66.6 FM
1: whoa clever and
0: <laughs> wow it was it was tough not even like can't even fall into the is so bad as good uh realm it just had to be turned off
1: hmm. yeah I got nothing so
3: Dion have you watched anything good other than what we're talking about tonight
2: uh I have something to come forward about not not a huge okay. horror movie guy um, I know it's kind of blasphemy for this podcast, but, uh, I do like outer space, so I got oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I have been watching, I've been keeping up with, uh, House of the Dragon, um, cool. on HBO. Um, obviously Hellraiser, what we're talking about tonight. Um, but also, um, I, I, I kind of, I kind of want to ask all of you, I have a question for you guys what was your first horror movie that really kind of like stuck with you? What was your first horror movie that like, that was like, okay, this is the one.
0: Like scared the crap um, out of us or stuck with you that you no, knew we were like, going to love just like horror?
2: One that you need, you always like go back, like when you're like, okay, this is my first scary movie. And it's not not necessarily the best one, but like your first one.
3: Uh, so for me, I, I kind of have a couple different levels. There's, there's, um, my brother, Chris, who Dion knows very well, showed me Halloween when I was like seven. So that scared the shit out of me for that <laughs> reason. Yeah. I, that was my first year old. old. Yeah. I was so he would, you know, he, I was young. seven. So he was like 11 and, uh, I don't know. He somehow convinced my parents to like, let him have it and like, and so that movie scared the shit out of me.
2: There's um, boobs in that movie too,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, they're very like they're very like Technicolor kind of like 70s know, boobs. Bat, 70s boobs, but yeah, there's definitely boobs. Um
2: doesn't matter at age 7, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I still consider I still consider Rose the Decatur in Titanic as my first boobs. Like cuz that was like a like straight up like you can just stare at them for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Um You pause that
2: oh no i saw i saw in the theater my parents brought me and i and uh i was just like you did like a cam jansen like click like (laughs) well like yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah but it was one of those was like am i supposed to be should i look away or (laughs)
2: it's (laughs) Um, art.
3: and then uh tremors which is still one of my favorite movies also like i thought was really i didn't like get that it was a comedy so that scared me a lot when I was a kid, and then, and then the ring as like a later teenager really creeped me out. So th- that's three movies I can give as examples, I guess. Yeah,
1: I kind of, I would say the one that like made me say like I love horror. This is gonna be my thing was uh, the second Evil Dead. Mm, yeah, that was the movie. Though I was like, I need everything horror. After that, it was everything horror from then on
0: um yeah i was classic originally a scaredy cat like i remember halloween was the first one i saw probably right around the same age that pete saw it and it like just terrified me for weeks then my cousins showed me scream and the whole opening scene with drew barrymore and then like her like hanging outside hanging uh, over by the mailbox with her guts in it that messed me up um but the moment where I knew I was like in love with horror, gonna be watching it forever. I actually saw Nightmare on Elm Street two before I saw the first one, uh, as a young kid. But like young, but a little bit old enough that it didn't terrify me too much. Where it scarred me, I just knew I was in, in for this.
3: And then from then on, you closed
0: every drawer with your butt. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I invested in one of those. Uh,
1: Pop-top toys and, and
0: cork, trusted it. Quirk uh,
2: gun? Yeah. <laughs> Sean? Sean? You're on mute, brother. Oh, All, boy. Right. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: Sean's dead. <laughs> he didn't text he just... me. Eh, we'll get back into it. We'll jump back in.
2: no i i totally i totally agree with uh my number one is every time you know halloween rolls around gotta watch scream Mm. scream is one of the like it came out when we were teenagers and probably weren't supposed to watch it at that time you know what i mean but we did anyway my first ones were like you know obviously like the halloween the friday 13th you know like the classic ones but also, uh, my, um, my other favorite one that I just watch all the time is uh Friday 13th part four final chapter. Just
0: classic,
2: just hits, just hits. Yep. You know what I mean? I never got into, uh, like, uh, the new age stuff, obviously. But when Peter said the ring that kind of like took like a turn for like where the cinema was heading at that time Mm -hmm. where it was just like more like creepy scary rather than like just like murder scary. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Slashers have definitely taken a backseat to the more like haunted possession atmosphere and stuff.
2: Oh no. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, but it's, it goes with, it goes with the time, you know, just like how comedy kind of changed when, you know, super bad came out you know what i mean
0: yeah
2: after super bad it was like all that like, you know raunchy the games change the yeah. games change and you either have to get with it or get the fuck out you know what i mean and you could do like the classic like slasher things and people like you guys would love it but it's gonna make you money in the end because money rules all you know what i mean especially when you're making that kind yeah. of stuff
0: i mean there's one that's um made, like, a slasher come back in a big way the last couple of years called uh, Terrifier, and Terrifier 2 just came out, and you have, like, Art the Clown as, like, the classic slasher, and it is brutal, like, uber violent, over-the-top kills, uh, wild stuff. So if you haven't seen that I'll one, have to check, check, that check that out. out. It's, it's pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, the second one just... I haven't seen the first one either, but the second one just came out, uh, and... They're actually putting it back in theaters be- because yes, so, much so man. many people want them to.
0: Yeah, so it's not making a ton of money, but people are still still out there, you know, and they want to see it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's you guys hitting the pavement, That's right. <laughs> talking pa- about terror fire. You know the, what I mean? Paper in the town.
1: Putting butts in seats. <laughs> there
2: you go, man. Um,
3: I mean, I will always love the experience... Going to a movie theater. There's nothing like it. I love it. I'm kind of. It's a hassle now. It is. Yeah, it is a little bit. But once I'm there, I'm
0: really happy. Yeah, Yeah, I. I, You started to lose it a couple years ago. Not like in the theater. Yeah. I still like looking at the, the posters like up in the hallways and everything. Well, that's
1: the thing. It they don't do that really anymore. They'll be like a, a, a smattering. But man, I remember when like the lobbies would just be jam packed with giant TVs showing trailers and posters for upcoming movies and there was just a vibe to it now it's especially now it's just like a couple kids standing behind the counter playing with their cell phones and a dude yeah, now you can just walk yeah, in for free exactly for sure. i was gonna say like the dude taking your tickets is just like sitting there you don't care and then it, Beyond- you could spend the day there like you could just see a movie and then just wander from theater to theater and yeah nobody's gonna say a word back to you. in
0: college like we used to have to be strategic in doing that it, it used
4: to be a whole thing when we would sneak beers in.
0: Oh, there he is. Hey. hey
4: sorry. <laughs> I, up my, I plugged in headphones. I fucked up my audio, but um, it used to be a whole thing when we would like sneak beers in, and now I like walk in with beers in a flask, and <laughs> I could bring in whatever the fuck I wanted. Okay. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, oh, um- I have a funny story about bringing beers in. We saw one time back in my like, not very proud of it. But back in my, like, you know, get drunk everywhere I go kind of thing, uh, the happening came out and about halfway through the happening, I was drunk and like, you hear like beer cans rattling. I'm just like, this fucking sucks. It was like a Friday, like, and everyone who I was with, like, hated me. And I look back on it and then I watched the happening again and I actually like it. But at that moment, man, I was getting drunk too much and the happening just was on the receiving end of my bullshit so I, that's my uh I still bring all right
0: choice I would have joined you in doing that movie it's the fucking trees are you serious
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the come trees now
3: <laughs> um Dion I was I want I was I'm curious about um when you if you take your kids to the movies is that like a big deal for them? Do they really enjoy it or are they kind of like we could watch this at home and it would be the same? Oh
2: huge deal. Huge deal. Good. Right now, well well well, my two and a half year old would probably raise hell, but my six and a half year old, um, we started him off early on, you know, before the pandemic started, you know what I mean? But now like he's like he really wants to see Lyle Lyle crocodile and I'm a sucker for Sean Mendez. So hopefully he asks <laughs> He always asked his mom to go see movies. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'd like to go see him too. But you know, I guess she's a better, better person. I did fall asleep in the the first 20 minutes of Paw Patrol. And ah, that's where, and it that's was, where you will still It was still amazing when I woke up. Dude, those three oh nine okay, the the seats at 309 cinemas, man, 20 minutes into the movie. Fell asleep. Yeah, it was great. They're straight but, up like the sparkle loungers now. This
1: this
4: Is that uh, a recliner, recliner situation.
2: Oh, it like extreme. And
0: <laughs>
2: there's this yeah. little
0: there's this little indie theater out by me in Pastown, and I know that in the winter like it's going to be rough going to me, so I'm going to fall asleep because the seats are super comfortable and they recline, but they're also heated, which I haven't used yet because it's the summer. Oh. But when I use that thing in the winter, I'm going to fall asleep.
2: It's definitely great for homeless people. They should let homeless. people. <laughs>
1: the theaters will be packed. Yeah.
2: Legally Blonde Five comes out, knowing goes and sees it. You know what I mean? Sean, Sean, please tell us about your 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 first slash hopefully favorite horror movie yeah. scary movie. Oh my god,
4: I, I I gave a whole diatribe about horror movies there.
1: <laughs> uh, cut out, sorry. <laughs>
4: it wasn't the first horror movie I saw because I had seen ones in theaters and I'd seen them at home but the first one that had really clicked for me uh, we woke up at our buddy Davis's house one like fall morning and we were probably I don't know 14 or 15 or whatever and we sat there and we had coffee which was probably the first cup of coffee I ever liked because I always thought it was shit and we watched Halloween at like 8am or 9am or something and I just I just enjoyed it so much and was like, I don't know why I never enjoyed this genre. And it ever since has just been something I've really enjoyed. And I'm, I'm not the horror guys that the rest of the uh, guys on the podcast are, but that started at least my love for it. So it, it was Halloween, which is a little cliche, but, you know, that's yeah, where stuff. it started. That's, that's...
2: Watching scary movies in the daytime. First, first ah, time.
0: First thing in the morning. It was the first thing I woke up to. <laughs> well, that's when he felt like that's when he felt safe. Then, like, oh, I'll
4: watch yeah, the day. As long as it's through the
1: day, yeah.
0: Yeah, we, we were still in our fucking
4: like sleeping bags and with cups of coffee, and we're like, Davis's mom was making eggs. Ah, yeah,
2: like, This is the best.
4: Yeah. This is the best time to be watching a horror movie on TV.
1: Yeah, it's a, you know it's an easy one to to wrangle you in too because it's.
4: It's
2: great.
1: It's yeah, great movie. It's great and it's really boring at the same it's not time. Boring. It's great. It's great. <laughs> ah, you fuck. You
4: fuck.
1: Don't be mad at me. I look I said it's great. It's just it's kinda of boring.
0: I just watched it for the first time this October uh, a few days ago. I'll probably watch it two I more. Times. Fe- I feel like just Vinny
1: has like one of those like movie snob moments when he watches Halloween where he's like looks at Steph and he's like, You know, I really want to watch Halloween again for the first time. You know
2: i wouldn't like, choose I have to, to, have to watch movie. it you know what i mean if it's that's on not a, that's, that's not a movie
0: snob moment get the hell out of here i've said that multiple times <laughs> like oh i'm so jealous of the people that haven't seen this yet and they're gonna see it for the first I'll time
4: you, it's not the best it's not the greatest no.
1: oh, it's dude. well made that's for damn sure it's just kind of slow I think,
4: I think the first one i saw in theaters was the texas chainsaw remake dude
1: so good i saw it in theaters. oh that was I so, so good
4: which was a, a stark awakening, I think, for me. I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, that's a good one, too. I saw. I remember seeing that in the years, I Thieves saw that in the
1: That was fun. Yeah, I might have to give that away. Uh, that was...
3: A lot of those good, good... Like, the Ring I brought up, that um, Texas Chainsaw remake, a lot of those...
2: Dawn of movies, the Dead remake. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, a, yeah, exactly. A lot of those Underrated. were... Underrated. Like, Underrated. A lot of those were that era of, like... You know we're teenagers what else do you do like we either went to shows or go to the movies because like you know you don't go out to bars or anything you know we're just teenagers so like i remember all you know all those movies i remember seeing in the theaters and that's when you like you know you you'd you'd go outside and i don't know some people smoke cigs and you just stand there and and you just loiter the shit out of the movie theater and all the managers hate you oh yeah and now you walk now you walk into the movie theater and like the guy selling you tickets is the same guy that walks over and serves your popcorn because they can't afford yeah. staff. Yep. Sad.
2: Yeah, it's the way it's the way of the world, baby. You yeah. Know? All right. I don't know
3: if you've well, been in the county, Dion, since they revamped it, but it's really nice.
2: I have not. I was invited to watch uh, the Wonder Years documentary after they did their acoustic shows, but then I. Opted to go home and go to sleep and just watch it on YouTube later because that's the way of the world, you yeah. know? Uh, no, but uh, no, I heard it's really nice. Um, I need to go there. I'm waiting for them to show some kid flicks so yeah. uh, I could drag Sonny over there and uh, we could go entertain that because you know, going to the movies to me is obviously you know, it, it definitely but, does get expensive and if i'm gonna see something in the movies it's gotta be it's gotta be worth it um yeah, for sure. I saw, the last thing i saw at the county before they redid it was uh the irishman they did that before oh, yeah before they did that and that was you know it was a little long but it's uh Irish it was good shit, yeah. but i i do want to i do want to i do want to check out the new stuff um i just haven't had the time but is that now, walking I'm distance for you? Mountains.
3: I'm not really sure where you are in town.
2: Yes. Um I used to live over in uh for the past couple of years I was in Maplewood, where the Circus of house was, if you're familiar. Okay. And yeah, um for sure. well oh Mogfest to Menzies House, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I got Going around, around days.
2: To, by, um,
3: uh, by Mike Kelly. I was I was there.
2: Oh uh, amazing get, well we thought it was amazing back then, but if we took a time machine back there, now we would be oh, You're <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are, no, you know what? No, that, that was awesome. First to Menzies. Uh, no, not on, not to Menzies. first CDC gig ever, uh, pioneers of traveling hardcore bands. Um, I actually listened to a podcast today with Pat Flynn from have heart. And the first 10 minutes he references CDC because you know, Have Heart went to, you know, China and Africa and stuff. And they're like, oh, are we the first band over here? And then the people would be like, no, just last week, a band named CDC came. <laughs> Cold like, Dudes Chilling. Chillin'. It was funny. The, the lead singer from Have Heart uh, showing respect to CDC and the way they traveled the world. Anyway, That's hilarious. Back to where I live. I, <laughs> I used to live over there, and now I live in Doyle Sound Hunt which is across the street from the new Wawa. Oh, word. And so it is walking distance, but I choose to ride the electric scooter when I have the chance to, oh, you, you know, go. you know, diminish my carbon footprint, you know, go but, ahead. uh, you know, not, not, not because of that, but because sometimes I drink and <sighs> I'd rather crash on my scooter than run my car into somebody for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, about and so thank you for answering that question, everybody. Uh you, you kinda of, you not kinda, you definitely entertained me. Nice. Hell yeah.
0: All right. Should we dive into a little watch this or dive? Yeah, I'm on. All right, tonight we are getting into Hellraiser twenty twenty two. It is uh the reboot that is produced by Clive Barker. And directed by David Bruckner, who has a pretty good resume under his belt as far as the genre goes. He uh, he did the Night House, he did the Ritual, which we all loved. Um, he did Southbound, which was a pretty pretty fun anthology, and he was a part of. Uh, he got his kickstart on the original VHS back in twenty
1: twelve.
0: Mm. Uh, so yeah, this is a brand new. Uh, a reboot of this stature would scare me and have me go in with low expectations, but I went in with very high expectations just based on the buzz, uh, based on Clive Barker being attached, which I was really excited for. He produced it, um, and there were some things coming out like during the whole production process about how excited he was to be on board. That was very promising, and then people seemed to be digging it. What does the the virtual round table here think? Well, should we go for the synopsis first? I mean... Yeah, Pete, you're always good at the synopsis. Why don't you dive into that? Yeah, hit hit us with the synopsis.
3: All right, so... It's a a take on the original 87 storyline written by Clyde Barker. It focuses on... uh, Well, it starts off with the purchase of the puzzle box and it's purchased by this guy. Very clearly some sort of millionaire um, mystery behind that. You don't really know. And, uh, he's just throwing a party. He's got this mysterious woman that works for him that procures the box for him and, uh, throwing a party. He has this young man come in from the party and, kind of approach the puzzle box and uh, you know it 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 cuts him it takes his blood and now he's a victim to the of genes. the centibites uh, and then it fast forward and and then it kind of just quickly fast forwards and you're not really sure you know how that all ends because that's part of the later part of the movie and it, you're immediately focused on this young lady in her early 20s who's struggling with addiction and uh she's living with her brother who's trying to support her she has a boyfriend who is an, a bit of seems like a bit of an enabler and uh he convinces her because he's been doing all this moving these moving jobs he said there would be easy money for us to you know rob this container unit they go in, all of the only one thing in the container unit is a safe. They crack the safe. Uh, easiest crate to, uh, safe to crack in the world, by the way. All they do is hit it with a fucking sledgehammer a bunch of times and then it basically opens. Um, and it, inside is nothing but the puzzle box. They're like, and the guy's like, oh, you know, you keep it. You know, I, you know, I was really hoping there was going to be cash in there. So basically, from there, We're now dealing with her trying to get by, gets in arguments with her brother, leaves, and then is now sitting trying to deal with the puzzle box. Now, um, from basically here on out is where we could, I guess, deal with potential spoilers. Um, It's a quick watch. If if you want to check it out on Shudder and you're already a fan of Hellraiser, you should probably check it out uh um i guess i'll start off now from this point and saying kind of things that i like about it and um liked or didn't like whatever um i think it pays good respect to the original doing its own kind of thing um I like that there's more it's there's definitely more Cenobite interaction in this in the than in the first one. Oh, absolutely. When you when you watch the first one, you know, and Pinhead's on the cover, you're thinking like this is the this is the guy, this is the thing. Yeah. But the original really just focuses around the uncle and the and his girlfriend or wife or the aunt, whatever. <laughs> and uh, you know, the the like Pinhead and the Chatterer and the other Cenobites are in the in the first one for all, I don't know,
1: five ten minutes. Yeah, at the very end of the so, movie. So,
3: as a fan of the Cenobites, I definitely like that they're in in this um, a little more. I like this. I like the storyline. I like I like the uh, I like the whole thing with the house. They eventually uh, go back to the house where the scene in the beginning starts, and the whole house is kind of designed as a puzzle box, this guy who's a historian kind of has studied the whole lore behind the the puzzle box. And, uh, uh, that's where this movie, you know, it gets, it gets way more into, uh, kind of the technicalities behind the whole, the box in the first one, the first one, literally the girls just like kind of fucking around with it and shit happens. Um, this one goes into kind of all the technical details around the puzzle box um, my only kind of my only kind of gripe with this movie uh, over the first one or the originals is that um, I don't really care about any character in this movie. Like, whereas in like in the original, like you're, you're cheering for Kirsty in yes. the first one in the, in the first view. in this one, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, i enjoyed watching this um but i i'm also like whatever happens to these people happens i really don't give a shit um so uh that's where i'm at with it at right now i'll i'll you know i'll i'll chime in to on everyone else's but i've been talking for a while so um anybody else got thoughts
1: oh well, i we got a bunch of them <laughs> good
4: um, thoughts.
1: It- did the main
4: character girl remind you of the uh, the girl from...
1: Maybe, from Arrested, Arrested Development? Yeah. Arrested <laughs> Development? I yeah, sort I thought
4: it was for like 95% of the movie.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't a- know a- it wasn't Shaw- her because... Aaliyah Shawkat. Yeah. A- it- a- yeah, that was odd. I have a crush on her. Oh. Um, I'll say right off the bat that I personally was disappointed uh, with a lot of things. Um, but before I get into those things, let me clarify and say I liked the movie. I thought it was entertaining. thought it was awesome. Uh, I really liked watching it. I thought the Cenobites looked cool as shit. Yeah, um, they did a nice job with that. Yeah. I thought the finally getting a little bit of lore, like some straight lore as opposed to the original series where it kind of just bounces around to whatever they need it to do for that movie. Um, the configurations, that was all very cool. Um, a lot of good things to say but because I'm that guy I'll just go into my <laughs> negative stuff um, I like you Pete could care less about anybody in this movie um, the the girl herself um, who's supposed to be like our uh, heroine just does a bunch of stuff to make you not like her right am, or am I wrong in thinking that no I agree um uh-
0: I think I mean, going, actually, I'm going not going to a say bit like the anti hero.
1: But she's not an anti hero.
0: It felt a little tropey. She, she just
3: doesn't go, she just doesn't do anything
4: to make you like her. Right. No, not at all.
1: Especially at the end, after she's like dealt with the box for so long and then just decides to leave it there. Like, bitch, go bury that thing. Throw in the ocean. Do something. Like, you know, yeah, what it throw it in a fucking body of water. Yeah, whatever. Um, The boyfriend, dude, Trevor. Why is he always scratching his head? That just annoyed me. <laughs> that was I mean, a weird choice. He was <laughs> supposed to be on. I know. I, I know. He um, was
2: in he was in uh, the TV series Outer Banks. Outer Banks. If you guys. Know. Was that like a CW? Thing? Chitty drama TV.
0: Another mm. one. It's definitely like that. one.
2: Yeah. And then the other dude, her brother, was from uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. He was a good dude in that. Okay. Um, no, it also told me like the whole the whole first like forty five minutes was like never never trust the drug user, mm. whatever they say. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking floppy. You know what I mean? And mm. then finally they realize after you know a couple people are dead. Hey, maybe we should listen to the drug <laughs> user
1: the um uh the and like i get it's a remake but it didn't have like that sexiness or meanness that a clive barker movie should have in my opinion
3: agreed it does it's not nearly as i mean the whole thing behind especially the first one and into the second one of the originals they're very sexual yeah even i mean the whole like shit with him being skinless and like licking her face yeah. And and like the ship between like hit like the uncle sucking the woman's tongue. Oh yeah. And like like that's what it's all about. I mean the whole thing is that Clive <laughs> Barker the whole thing is that Clive Barker's a fucking freak.
1: Yeah, he loves that shit. I I was fine with them. Like I said, the center looked really good, so them not having their leather was cool. I like that it's just like their skin manipulated. That, that was, was very bread. purposeful. Like
2: yeah. um It's millennial. I guess Br- I guess
0: Bruckner had conversations with Clive Barker, like, about that. Like, how he didn't want to completely do the mm. S&M thing because it's not really relevant today. And S&M was very mysterious and, uh, like, dark back alleys back in the day when the first one came out. Not really relevant anymore, so he wanted to go in a different direction, and
1: gotcha.
0: Clive helped him with that. There's a really good um, interview on BladeDiscussing.com. Like hosted by uh, Megan Navarro with Barker and uh, David Bruckner, that's super interesting. He gets into all these like different right tropes of the movie that, that he wanted to change with Clive's blessing. It's it's pretty cool. All right.
1: Two more gripes and then I'm done. I promise. But I really I did actually like the movie, and I'm sure you guys did too. So I'll, I'm just gonna get the gripes out because, like I said, I'm that dude. Um, the some of the plot was just too convenient, like. Are we gonna do spoilers or no? What's the sentiment here? Just announce
4: I, it. Just just cut right. it off here. It, yeah, we're gonna do spoilers Yeah,
1: like the rich guy paying the boyfriend dude to just find someone and manipulate them. Like, how did he meet this kid with that shit in his chest, living in his house?
2: It was so soft. Yeah, it was so how soft. Much,
1: how much money did he pay him to like,
4: just just outright? <laughs> Condemn these people to death. Yeah. Like, what is that amount of money?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you should have known when he's living in an abandoned uh-huh. warehouse and has a pinball machine. He's, he's into some uh, some heavy <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole down and out. Yeah. He needed some money. Um,
1: Although his apartment was pretty sick. Yeah. So, my last gripe is this, and this goes back to the meanness part, is that the box does the dirty work. All you essentially had to do is get the box into someone's hand, and it uh, took care it. of it. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like, You have to be the piece of shit that kills these people and gets if, their blood. Like, that's on you. you. <laughs>
4: unless you were holding it in the right configuration. Well, and that yeah, doesn't that do too. anything.
1: She just knew exactly where that blade was yeah. going to come out all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I really but, like those, those configuration steps. No, I, I enjoyed
1: cool. that too a lot. Um, but yeah, I just I was like, the, the, the box doing the killing doesn't make sense. Why would the box care if you get to the Leviathan or not? Yeah, it, it's on you to uh, get there.
4: Jeff, Jeff, I think our uh, opinions of this movie are pretty aligned.
1: Oh wow, okay. But I mean, I liked it. That's the thing. These are I'm just griping. I did. My gripes. But
4: I wouldn't say anything different. I did like the movie, but
0: I had some issues with it.
1: The uh, the uh, sex scenes were gratuitous, but it wasn't yeah, sexy. Like they
0: <laughs> they tried to. I guess that they were trying to add in the sexiness, but it wasn't sexy. It wasn't sexy. It was more symbolic of her, you know, dealing with her shit, and that's how she. It was more dark than anything. Mm. I enjoyed the mystery element to it, especially in the beginning um, when she's trying to figure out what's going on. That was kind of a little bit different tone than the original. Um. We were talking about how how cool the bites were. So, what did you guys think about
1: the priest? Oh, awesome! Yeah, loved it.
0: I thought that I thought the
4: new priest was really awesome.
1: Mm.
4: Uh, I love what they did with that. I character. couldn't figure out what is
1: in her throat. Is it a piece of the box? Like a tracheotomy kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, but it looks like it's a like, part of the box. I couldn't tell. I, I liked uh, it. Though. Whatever it was, yeah. I liked it. Good good design.
0: Uh, the one liners weren't as cool as Doug Bradley's, but how could they be? No. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: I actually like the one, uh, Cenobites one-liner early on, um, save your breath for screaming. Mm. That was, that was pretty cool.
2: That was a good one. But
0: her, uh, I I wrote that one down. Her, uh, whole thing with, uh, who are you praying to? Or praying for? And she's like, and she says salvation and her whole thing with the song. Mm. That was pretty cool. But,
4: I I was a little disappointed with the Cenobites, if I can be uh, honest about that. Uh, a lot of people loved them. So so I thought the Chatterer was pretty creepy. Um, I'm like, glad they
0: I'm glad they brought him back.
2: Yeah,
4: but like that whole situation when they, because we're getting into spoilers, and they close the house up and like all the metal gates come up. And the Cenobites just like get stuck outside and just stand there for like, I don't know, however long that goes on. Like, it felt a little like shitty slashery. Like, they're just stuck outside these, like, not extraterrestrial being yeah, could have
2: shape shifted that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, like, I
4: mean? like oh come shit, on. these metal bars come up and we have nothing to deal with
1: it. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> like, earlier in the movie, they, they're good they, metal bars though. They came out of the ground at one point in the movie. They're like, like...
4: They're, they're throwing chains and spikes and shit from nowhere, but they can't. You to understand, metal bars.
0: understand how good, good these metal bars are. Yeah, they just they had, they had a, I think, they they had me, a like crisscross something. pattern, it wasn't just any you know, like jail cell bars, they had a crisscross right. pattern. You gotta respect yeah, a metal bar. There's two things that I, I, I can kind of see as maybe the thought behind that,
3: and that one is that you know, the house because the house was supposed to be a cage to keep things out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing about the that's the whole design behind the, the roof yeah, thing yeah. and everything, and so that maybe because the guy had done so much studying of the box that the house itself was a puzzle that they had to figure out
2: to get in. It was their own puzzle. Mm.
3: Either that, or that they just stood there as kind of like a, like, we'll wait here because we, like, they're they're, they're gonna get in anyway. I think it was kind of just like a them, maybe like I'm saying, I'm playing with two different theories here, but that the, they're just like, oh, nice try, nice try. We'll just stand here because we're going to get to you anyway.
2: We're just going to rest here for a little bit. Yeah,
3: because because regardless, they, they were just playing, they were just basically playing keep away at that point. They still had the box. They still had, like, they were going to get to him eventually anyway. So that's kind of how I looked at that. The
2: i loved i so I'm watching this and i'm taking it seriously I think the movies real like besides the plot and everything the way the film is it's real well done real well done I could I could see why it was pushed to like like a hulu and not like a theatrical release you know I could see that a little I know the way the world's working I know i've said that a little bit but like I could see why it wasn't a thea- theatrical push for this movie uh, with the Hulu thing. But every time that Chatterbox did that thing, I did, I've i never seen the first one, but every time he did that, I was like, I started cracking up. I felt like that was the funniest thing I in the whole movie. And it kind of like derailed me a little bit from the seriousness of it, because I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? like you know (laughs) i mean uh i thought that was i thought that was kind of funny um
4: i don't know what it is about teeth but teeth are just like it it's gross a little bit a little bit gross
2: (laughs) yeah it was like that it was like that kind of um i know the thing i want to relate it to but i can't put it in the words but um no, that was funny, and like, and like, somebody earlier was talking about like the kind of like, oh, like when they're driving away and like, truck get, the truck gets stuck. It's like classic. Mm-hmm. It's classic. You're not leaving. You're you're you yeah. not leaving. There can't be a clean escape. You gotta you gotta yeah, you avenge can. your brother. So go back. All right, go back and do it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff is kind of like you know you're expecting it, it's a lot of like you're expecting a lot of that stuff to happen. It was a fun watch. It is it was I, I liked how it was like 2 hours cut and dry. You know what I mean that part I, was... I wish they did, I wish they did like a like a 6 years later kind of thing with the beginning scene a little bit cuz I was like wait, what? Like yeah. what's happening now kind of thing. But um I know all cinema doesn't need to, you know, fucking hold your hand through all that stuff. You just need to figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? I always love, and I always love going, watching a movie, and I'm I'm a huge Reddit guy. I like going to see what they say on Reddit about it. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people are like, Rotten Tomatoes, or I don't know what you horror guys are into looking for, like, reviews and stuff. Like, what you do to scratch that itch but I like to read that stuff because I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I didn't think of that. You know, that's a pretty good, you know, so I like going to that after I watch something.
0: Was the, um, um, was the Reddit community pretty on board with
2: it? Say it one more time.
0: Was the Reddit, uh, community pretty on board?
2: Yeah, it was pretty much. They, I feel like a lot of people liked it. um, I feel like it wasn't like, you know, are you going to watch it every, every October? Maybe not. You know what I mean? But I think that's, that kind of like, it kind of set itself up for that being like, oh, it's released on Hulu and not like a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what that means nowadays in the cinematic universe. You know, I'm not like a huge, like movie buff guru or anything, but does that speak any volumes to you guys that it wasn't like it does market in that way and not it doesn't mean way? much
0: anymore it's not like it was like back in the day when it was like direct to video or even more yeah. recently when it was direct to vod like it doesn't it, it's not necessarily a bad thing anymore
1: yeah
3: and also some of these studios like hulu has they have huge money behind them netflix they have huge money behind them it's just where they decide to put that money and um and sometimes they can save, they can save money because you have to pay for movies to go into theaters. So if you can put it to direct to stream, you can put more money into the budget of the movie. And, um, and if people aren't you know,
0: really going to theaters anymore, like we talked about earlier.
3: Yeah, because actually Hulu, you know this this is another big step for Hulu because they had the um, the Predator prequel. Which is huge for them. And yeah. I haven't heard it I mean, we did a whole episode on that. It's a fucking awesome movie. And I haven't heard one person not like that movie. Well and that, and that that movie like crushed it was like immediately with the first within the first week the most watched thing like on that Hulu ever had. Like it broke records. And like think about I mean Hulu has major cable stuff going on it every day. Yeah. So
2: huge yeah
0: and there's so much competition between the streaming services like oh yeah well we're paramount we got this movie we're hulu we got this movie and then even with the monthly subscriptions they're gonna they're all gonna eventually raise their prices like hulu's at some point gonna raise their price to three dollars a month and kind of justify it with well we got the predator sequel we got the hellraiser reboot like um so all all the competition helps helps the I'm sure Hollywood the movie. Makers. They're probably
4: still they've got to still be experimenting too because I feel like
2: uh, they're uh, always experimenting.
4: Disney, Disney Plus was the first one that really kind of dove into it with uh, Black Widow during COVID because I, I think they released that. Yeah, it was like the first big release. And it was like a big COVID.
1: hoopla. like people were mad about it, mm-hmm. and, but now no one was um, upset about it.
2: It's because people like seeing Avengers movies in the theaters because of the action and the sound. Sure, Yeah,
1: Yeah, you can't beat a theater sound, but I mean.
2: Now I got a question. I got a question. So I run into this with music a lot. I find out that, you know, there's so much saturation where it's so... I can't keep up with music Mm -hmm. because it's getting put out so frequently. Do you guys find that way with... Now that we're talking about movies and Hulu and Netflix and Paramount and Disney, all that stuff. Yeah. Do you find it harder to keep up with the movies now? Now that it's just like, it's not just like a theatrical release on a Friday. It's just like, you're constantly getting it where you can't keep up. How do you guys feel about that? Can you keep up with it, that kind of stuff? No,
0: especially this time of year.
2: Uh, yeah. I feel the a shows bit...
0: and the movies, like my watch, I have a watch list on Letterboxd. And it keeps growing and growing and growing, and like, and then there's stuff that like falls between the cracks that I'll read about or hear about, and forget to put it on my watch list, and then I, it'll come up, you know, six months to a year from now. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta watch that, and it's a lot. it's, it's there's a lot of saturation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, these guys can tell you, I'm lost when it comes to new stuff. I, I essentially just don't even watch it because yeah, there's so just, much of it. Just an it. old soul. Yeah, like there's still old stuff I'm discovering. So for you to like drop six movies in a month on Shutter, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll never see these until I'm in my 60s or 70s.
2: It's definitely hard. Yeah, we actually, you know, going back to the music thing, we actually, with Rock Bottom, you know what I mean? I, I knew as soon as we dropped the new album that it would probably be kind of like, fall on deaf ears like a week or two later like right now like we have nothing to promote because we just came and we did like the three singles and we did the album and now like there's newer shit coming out like they are in like like in you guys in, already in the, in, the, lot, in the yeah in the span of a week you know people are on the blink 182 and the when we were young fest 2023 and like all this other stuff like people just move on so quickly that like people like you know i'm not getting i'm not trying to be like i know we're not like on people's radar for you know album of the year because there's so many great albums put out but like that makes that like people who curate those lists it makes it so much harder especially with you guys with movies it's like how do you put a list together when there's so much happening out there that you can't even wrap your mind around and then you still got like you know 10 to 20 more movies you gotta watch Mm. from this year you know what I mean it's difficult yeah it's
0: a lot to consume especially this
3: month
2: one thing i can
3: say on. on the music front and i don't know that there's any way of doing this other than just like having having listens but like uh Getting onto somebody's Discover Weekly is huge. Like, uh, do you do you have a paid Spotify account, Dion?
2: I don't know, man. I actually, the only thing I, you know, little spoiler alert. The only thing I get money from these days is War Pigs on Spotify. Oh,
3: I didn't mean. No, I didn't mean no like shit. you get you getting paid. I meant, oh, like do you pay for a Spotify account?
2: Oh no, I, I don't know. I don't know john handles all that john low handles all that and you guys um, are just all
3: logged into the same. it's
2: it's huge it's huge getting on like those popular playlists like yeah. uh heavy metal workout yeah. is a huge one to get on yeah um new metal is a huge like not n-u new metal but like <laughs> new metal n-e-w right, right. metal is a big one to get on but those are hard to get on without like you know you gotta know you gotta know people and who do you like
3: yeah i think all that you know when you haven't
2: been in the music scene because we quote unquote broke up in 2014 15 you know what i mean i think a lot of it
3: really just has to do with with listens and whether and whether somebody somebody will just curate but also like so so um what i'm getting at is like when so i have a like i pay for my account right uh, once a yeah. month, and so because of that, like I'm every week I get like Spotify automatically curates what's called my Discover Weekly based on what I listen to, and so like
2: it's all I, about who you like as an artist too. Like if yeah, you like so if like, you if, if you put if, a heart on like Paramore, you're gonna yeah. like if a new Paramore song comes up, it's gonna come up on your Discover Weekly, right? You know or, I mean? And similar artists. So like i mean
3: i obviously i listen to you guys you guys are on a lot of my playlists and it still doesn't come up on my discover weekly and obviously that would be you know for other people like i don't need to discover you guys but it would be huge if you i mean and like i said i don't think there's anything you can do i think it all has to do with with listens but um
4: the the best way i know um, at least for people that are into the hardcore hardcore community is to visit Hate eight five, six. Yeah. Um, Sonny does the fucking best work in hardcore by filming bands or, you know, promoting bands. For he filmed a- lemon the other night. Um, Huge for him. This dude, this dude just does the best work. Um, and we're on,
2: we're on his site quite a bit. thank Thankfully to this is hardcore fast. And a lot of other gigs. I we actually actually reached out to him to so like, hey, are you going to be around when we our first show back when we played leaps down in uh, Northern Liberties? uh back. I think it was like end of August. Yeah. uh I'm like, hey, you going to be around, and that was like right after like he was doing the Rage Against the Machine stuff. He's like, right. yeah, I'm going to hey, be, he's around. Got, gonna he's be around.
4: He's gotten that big,
2: but at the same time, that show hasn't been released because he's still he knows how to do it enough where mm-hmm. he re- he doesn't put it out you got to subscribe to his patreon to see that gig but if you don't want to see it you gotta you gotta vote you gotta vote on it like he's got a yep. good system like he was always he he's still ahead of the curve on a lot of that stuff and that's huge because he's definitely like i know a lot of people don't align with his politics and stuff like that but at the same time that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because that comes and goes within like five days anyway people forget is, about that crap and then he puts out like like a set from a sonic drive Through, and people are like fucking eating it up because they're like oh my gosh what the fuck is up Dennis? like all that shit you he know is what I mean? a,
4: he is such a huge net positive for hardcore that i could give a fuck about what his politics are
2: Oh, he people people are actually like going back to the whole like blink 182 thing. People are like, Yo, you should film the blink 182 shows. So he's like, re, like Retweet the shit out of me, I'll fucking do it. Yeah, you got to reach out. So, I think what he's doing for not just the hardcore community, yeah, yeah, i, I be remiss, just the independent, but just the independent music community. Yes, yeah. yeah, you're is right, good. you're good. totally right good. about it he quit his gig to film stuff yeah. and it's actually people line up. They're like, Oh, I'm we're Hey, sunny. Like, I don't know if they actually do this, but I would do this, but like, Hey, Sonny, we're going to be going out on a month long tour. Can, you know, we're about to release the dates. Can you drop our video at that time? And Just, you know, shove them like $200. And then like, fucking you're you know it's it's all promotional it's a money talks money talks is but be- it, it, it goes to the grand scheme of everything where i think hellraiser has enough push on hulu but after after another week i think it's gonna be fall upon deaf ears yeah you know me. what i mean with, with you. everyone so i mean I'm glad hopefully you it survives
0: the now. rest of the halloween season at least you know, what's uh, funny is that
3: I, uh, so I mean, I use my brother's Hulu account, uh, which is really just Miston's Hulu account. So it's but, a lot of My Little Pony. But like, but like, I just like, you know, I open it up and I, I'm like, I watch enough on there that I think I would think there'd be some recommendations. I'm like, I had to search for this movie. Like it wasn't up on the,
0: even when I hit, went, went over to movies. Weird.
1: It was the first thing that came university. up yeah, it was
0: It was right on the home screen for me, but it depends on what you're watching so um but anyway
3: no as, as far uh, you know lined up with what we were just saying with oversaturation of music which i think in, in the grand scheme of things like it's not great for individual bands it's obviously great for music like people are putting music out there there's music to listen to and there's there's movies to watch there's shows to watch it is difficult to catch it all and um you know i just keep i keep my notes pretty orderly on my phone i put down things i want to listen to i put down things i want to watch and um that most basically... people
2: don't do that most people don't do that though well, most people are like they, they wake up in the morning and they whatever they see controls them for yeah like the normal person like you're you're a collected human being especially being a part of like horror movie podcasts and being in tune with heavy metal and independent music you you make sure that your scope is tight when a lot of people are just like how's how's my 24 hours gonna go let's let's see what happens
3: i think a lot of that is coming from the old school mentality i mean like when Vinny and i lived together back in college it was like we knew what movies were coming out we would see it within a few weeks of of in the theater of it coming out. I knew like fucking a life once lost new records coming out. I went to the store, I bought the CD, I put the CD on, I rolled a joint and I fucking listened to it front to back three times. And like, we also, that's how, I,
0: that's how I used to roll <coughs> with music and movies. So like, but we also, try and keep we, we also and browsed story. to find new stuff. It was like, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying we're, you know, the internet was certainly alive and well when we were in college, but browsing physical media when we went to newberry comics and browsing all the cds and browsing all the the dvds like that's how we found movies and bands that we didn't know about and that grew like i mean i guess people are people are browsing online but like Dion said is are they absorbing it or they just browsing seeing like oh like there's this new band or this new movie and then they keep scrolling and forget about it
2: but that was also like you're talking about doing the Newberry comics thing, going to college. That was a decade ago, man. Yeah. Man. Long as this is ever. like so much has changed in two years. And you know what? It's only going to get shorter and shorter. So it's like, you're going to, we're all going to be lost. We're all going to be lost one day. And that day is probably tonight.
3: <laughs> you got to keep a, you got to keep a punk mentality. Get ear to the grindstone. Uh, You know, support. I mean, you know, it used to be Dion. i mean like going back going to even before i'm like 20 years ago going to siren records and they had like indie punk hardcore section for you to search through you know it wasn't everything conglomerated in rock and roll you know so like you could you know having a record uh, record store or like um we always talk about shutter shutter is Shutter is the indie record store of horror movies, um, to to sort through, um, and you know it's important. You know, you, you just got to find those the, those places to support, and uh, you know, that's all, that's all, that's the best you can do.
2: So so back in the day, in Siren, I used to they had the five disc changer, so I used to get five CDs I want to listen to. And I used to listen to, like, maybe the first three tracks and read, like, the thank you lists back in the day. Back when it was, like, siren back on near, like, the running store. You know what I mean? Oh, I, used yeah, to yeah. Do, I used to read the thank you yeah, notes, like, song. all like the old heads yeah. used to do. Do you guys with horror movies, do you, guys, do you guys still watch, like, the trailers to see if they're, like, if they're legit enough for you to, like, be like, okay, this warrants my time because most movies are, like, two plus hours long do you guys still do that
0: i avoid the trailers because it reveals too much same i'll watch the first trailer to see if it piques my interest and then i avoid the rest and uh i mean like i'll read about them and see what people are saying like i have i have certain horror people that i follow and i care i care about what they have to say about it so that um kind of swings me but i love going in like completely blind or almost blind into a movie and being really surprised so i kind of avoid that stuff
3: yeah on shutter there's a five star system so like when you're just looking at a movie and i if it's five four or five stars then i trust it basically but that their system's Um,
0: so weird because they're giving a four or five star system to their own movies yeah so when they give their own movie a three star i'm like oh yeah it is
3: weird because you can't rate it So, like, who's rating it? It's them. That's why it's weird enough. So you just kind
2: of, like, shit all over your own movie. (laughs)
3: Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, to round out the uh, um, Hellraiser combo, it's a watch for me. I think that uh, under the assumption that this is a beginning, of some of, of at least three movies
1: yeah the ending definitely gives me the idea that uh there's more to come um, yeah so, because because
3: what they did was they kind of skipped a lot of... you know th- this is a totally what what was cool about it is they didn't try and remake the first one right they just they made a unique storyline involving parts of the stories that existed and they involved a lot of stuff from two which is the best one mm-hmm and so that leaves anything up for interpretation, really, for at least one more movie. So I would hope that this is successful enough, even though I do think that this was definitely made for a mainstream audience. That's because it's Hulu and it's because they're trying to bring in probably people that don't watch that much horror.
0: Well, they um, want to bring in the younger crowd. That Yeah, they want to bring in those the, the Zennials or,
3: or Gen Z, whatever. Um, the zoomers. So, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, the all in all, all in all, it's a, it's a watch for me. Oh, definitely a watch for definitely
1: me. Definitely a watch, yeah. Same.
0: Um, in the Megan Navarro interview on Blade discussing at least two times, uh, Bruckner and Barker like, bring up how they want to continue working on this new idea and new storyline for, for Hellraiser. Uh, they, they never like go out and say, like, oh, there's going to be another one, but they just keep talking about how they want to continue working together on this project. And then we already know that HBO Max is doing a Hellraiser series that Clive Barker is producing. I don't know if Bruckner's involved or if he'll become involved, and maybe that'll the ser- the series will kind of springboard off of this premise.
2: HBO is always a slam dunk for me personally. Yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, not to get off topic, but you mentioned uh, what are your thoughts on House of Dragons?
2: i think it's great because they incorporate the old game of thrones kind of slowness storytelling with kind of like the fast pace like up to date with everyone's you know mindset of you know five through eight i think it ended at eight season eight Mm -hmm. or season seven or something You know how like the last like especially the last two seasons of Game of Thrones were like kind of like sped up more like to catch your interest a little more. I think I think it did a good mix. I I think it's done a good mix of both of them. I really loved really loved. I don't know if you guys have watched the most recent episode, but the dude who plays the king Viserys killed it. Man, killed it. So if you haven't watched it.
0: Yeah, I, I still, still haven't. I life. still haven't watched my. Like I said, I have so much stuff to watch. So I'm, especially this month, I'm trying to keep it to all harder stuff. But
2: it's, uh, it's definitely sure. definitely on for my sure. list.
0: But I, I've been hearing so much hate about it. I don't know if it's people that are just either. like still feel burned about the way the series ended, or
1: what.
2: I think it's. I think it's a huge thing about. I think it's a huge thing also about like it's really this whole series have been about like ancestry and incestry. If you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been, uh, it's been a whole lot of like bloodline type stuff. And I think that's what they were alluding to in the original game of Thrones too. like, you know, those, those Sargarians, they want to keep that bloodline pretty clean and they definitely accomplished it. Especially during this series, but I think it's I think it's still cool. It's still cool to get more more content out of that realm besides books. Cause I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge book reader. I'm not a huge book reader. I'm more of a TV show watcher. If you know what I mean.
0: Well, I don't know if the next book's ever going to come out anyway.
2: <laughs> the books are too long. They're they're too thick. I look at the books. They're too thick. Can't read them. And you know what? There's a lot of language in there that I'd probably be confused by. So you know what. Bring me the subtitles in HBO Max all day long. <laughs> hey, I did want to say about you guys were talking about like Hell Right. Do you at, at the end of these things you say watch this or die? Do you have to pick like watch this or die?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Jeff gave it a watch. It I definitely give it a watch. I gave it a watch. Pete's got a watch. Sean? I'm right on the fence. Really? Yeah, you would you would I, tell I, people not to watch this movie?
4: Honestly, I, I thought it was a little mainstream for you know um,
1: Goddamn sellouts, face, but uh, I
4: did like the lore that they were exploring, so I would still give it a watch.
1: I was very close to saying surprising, Kai. really.
0: Yeah, I couldn't see myself telling anyone not to watch this. Other than, like, normies that, like, you know, just during Halloween season, like, oh, it's Halloween. What Halloween movie <laughs> should I watch? Like, I'm not throwing Hellraiser <laughs> 2022 20, at him. Um, no, there was but...
4: something I hated about this film.
2: Dion? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say die. Really? Oh, oh hell die? yeah. Because, you know why? you know what? There's one thing that really bugs me about all uh, Sean talked about mainstream. Okay. And I get that there's the dude from Outer Banks, the dude from 13 reasons why. And supposedly you guys think the girl from arrested development in this movie. Um, But I, I loathe loathe uh, movies and TV series. Now that always leave an open ending, for a sequel or more things. I I don't like that. I don't like that. Either either cut it off or know how to read like they always try to like, you know, hey, you could come back in whenever you want. Like we're gonna we're gonna make another one. You know I mean? You. I don't like that. I don't like that part we of can- the I know that's the new normal. I know that's I know I I, I know that's how it goes. I don't like that. I just don't so no, you know, I you know totally
4: make a couple more bucks off this franchise if this goes well, but we don't want to take a stand, so the movie can't be too hard.
0: Do you know it's sad with, with the? uh That's
4: what this felt like,
0: with the new normal, and you know, you blame it all on Marvel with that open ended ending. You know, the credits pop up, and I was like, oh, I was like, something's gonna happen, either mid credits or post credits, something's gonna happen, and I do that with so many movies now, like you know, mainly blockbusters and. And theater movies, were like, oh, we gotta, we gotta watch till the end of the credits. Something's gonna happen, and nothing fucking happens. Like that. that I mean, that's happened a few <laughs> times, mostly in Marvel movies. But now they got us all tricked into thinking that.
2: You know what happened? The key, the key grip guys just want to have their name shown to everyone, not have everyone leave the theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Best boy. No, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't like that. Like, like. That's cool if you want to do a second one, if you want to continue it, if you want to do a series on HBO max, totally cool. But like, don't like at the end of the, like at the end of the movie, like don't leave me hanging. Like, you know, and then three years goes by and you put out another one, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's cool for like, but I just don't drive with that. So that, so the,
0: it, and, and ir- it actually you... got that. I was gonna say I'm completely
4: on board because I feel like they're setting up that the second movie could be really good because they started to explore the lore of the box and like that is something they didn't get into in the original. And that's like really that could be really cool. But like if that's this cool premise, then just make the first movie good. Instead of like teasing that you're gonna get into it in the second exactly. movie. Like just just make the first movie good. And, and I didn't hate this movie, but I did like feel like they were setting up something after the fact, and I I was very mad about the film.
0: Okay. So Dion, that it, that I, irks I you. Feel like
4: it's a, there are so many bad entries in the Hellraiser universe, so just you, you watch the film, but I don't know. Supposed
2: to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. We also Mine love so the bad entries. Is fun.
0: But you would so you would tell people not to watch this because of the open ended ending?
2: No. Not because not because of the open ended, but that definitely swayed other, me. Like I was with Sean. I was on the fence. Like it was a fun watch. It was nice it was nice to watch. It was very it was very well done. Didn't like the whole plot of like you know, everything was kinda like, oh, it was an easy safe to open. Or like, oh, her brother just died. Real quick, gotta avenge him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I like I I. But I I kind of I kind of credit that to a lot of like things that are made to series now. That kind of like you build a storyline. You get to know the characters, and like Peter even said, like I didn't care about any of them. That's a big thing. You got to care. Like, if Thank you're you. going to make a second one, <laughs> you got to care about the other characters before you start introducing new ones. You know what I mean? You got, you, you know, it's.
4: You don't know you got anything about any of them.
2: Emotional, emotional connection. That's what we lack as a human society no. nowadays, any day. And you need it. And you need she's it a, in, she's in a drug and cinematic. Yeah. She's a drug. Oh, don't believe her. Yeah, don't yeah, believe in this st- stupid puzzle that stabs people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the,
1: the the climax when they're trying to save the brother's boyfriend, it's like, this dude has been in the movie for approximately 10 minutes maybe, and all he's done is, like, say words. Like, he didn't do anything meaningful. He didn't say anything meaningful. Yep. Just some and words came out of his mouth. He told movie. her
0: not to leave in the beginning. <laughs> and if she never left, this whole movie wouldn't have happened. No. That was his point.
1: That goes back to being a drug addict.
0: <laughs> Never drugs trust a bad, drug addict. Right.
4: No drugs.
1: All right. Well, let's all swear off drugs right now. No, I love them. Sponsored
4: <laughs> by weed, as yeah. we all do it. In the next right. We're
1: him. all, yeah, I'm going to be in bed <laughs> getting high watching something great, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, good stuff. Yeah, man. I, I like I like the split decision. Yeah, so do I. That's what I was going to say. I like Sean being on the fence, too, because he's. I don't think
4: he's on I the don't fence. know. I, I still don't know how I feel about this movie. It dude. took. I'm not gonna
1: lie to you. It took me a day to mull it over and be like, "All right, these things really bothered me." But did well, I like the and, movie? And
4: part of it is I, I didn't hate the film. I wouldn't say don't watch it because it was like bad.
1: No, it's personal Nothing preference. It, if it someone came to you and little, was like, "It was I mean, a
0: little tropey,"
1: I was in it all, all the way. Like, do you
0: ever? Maybe it's just me. Do you ever watch movies when you're really into it? You do the old like elbows on the knees and your your hands and your palms.
1: You know I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Like a, a little Every kid.
0: Once all, yeah. Oh yeah, I was like the whole movie I was watching like that. Hmm. I wanted it to be grosser, pure I think, too.
1: Yeah, I I was I didn't bring that up, but I yeah. think it should have been a lot gorier. But
3: yeah, it, it in texting been in texting earlier, Sean did mention, and I agree that it wasn't goopy
1: enough. No, definitely not. But like, yeah. the, the Most, factor most
2: hard to watch scene was the um, the one the not not the main chick, but the other chicks like chained up scene. That was like mm. the Yeah. They were doing more of like head. the
0: bending of the body, it's like so you know, joints snapping, bones breaking, whatever mm-hmm. going like backwards.
3: It it was cool to see the creation of the
1: Cenobite, though. When the yeah. guy is, is becoming that, a that ending
4: yeah. That ending might have been my favorite scene of the whole film.
1: Yeah, but like Dion said, it's just like it's such a, a ambiguous like, all right, where are we going from here? There's no finality to it. She leaves the box wide open. Anybody could come across it. And he's a Cenobite now. Well, we're in the process of becoming one.
2: Nice yeah, uh, Razor 2 on yeah, Hulu basically. Plus for $16 a month. Yeah. yeah. 2026. You'll see it soon. All right. Well, I like it. It Not is cool.
1: a, a, a divisive. Is that the word? Divisive? Yeah. Yeah. Divisive movie. I like that. That's good. Um dang anything anything else you want no
0: to so next week uh coming at you we have uh so as of you know the episode comes out thursday as of recording tomorrow friday halloween end comes out i don't think any of us have high expectations for this movie i
1: already gave it a four and i haven't even seen it yet. yeah
0: going <laughs> in with uh, pretty low expectations i'm hoping to be surprised at least a little bit uh if
1: it goes where i think it's gonna go i might walk out of the theater the bloody
0: disgusting review doesn't make it all that more hopeful. Okay. And I think they were being politically correct. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but we'll be seeing that Friday. So next uh, week, we'll have a Watches or Die for that. Then we have a Creature Feature War Games coming at you Thursday. So that is your next Halloween week coming up.
1: Right on, man. Dion, you guys got anything coming up? You want to. Plug talk but, about yeah. When's
2: the next show? Um, we are playing November fifth at the Pharmacy. I guess you could get your prescriptions filled there ah, in lovely. Philadelphia. With get this, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys have frequented them. Uh, Shia Halud adjacent band, Zombie Apocalypse. Okay. okay. Mm. Do you remember that band? I do. Know uh, that. I I
3: yeah. I kind of remember. No, I don't. I don't.
2: Uh, it's okay it's okay Uh, it's not Chad not Chad from
3: uh, Newfound though no
2: no 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 that dude's like has like he just cleared for back cancer he's like he's dealing with it right now with Newfound Glory for sure so uh, but anyway we're like we're trying to get like where what we said to ourselves after we came back we're kind of starting from like the ground up kind of like playing like vfws jumping on you know shows as like out like the past couple shows we played we played as um sorry we play as headliners but we want to start playing as like supporting acts too so we kind of want to start from the ground up not doing anything like crazy like touring because we're all like mid-30s families priorities and all that bullshit but we're definitely playing in the area i know for a fact that so, Joe Montone. It opened up the Garden Bar, which used to be Puck in Doylestown.
3: Yeah, the mayor and of Doylestown, is, as I call him. Yeah,
2: the mayor. That he is the. He, people were shouting Joe for mayor at this show I was at not too long ago. Um He's opening up downstairs Puck again as like a Joe Montone venue type thing. I'm like, hey uh-huh, man, yeah. if you ever want to test out some harder music rock bottom will play so maybe we'll play Doylestown one day um, but other than that we're just keeping it low we're keeping it local and uh, we're just trying to see what people think of uh, Speedway out now on Knife Hits Records and if you haven't checked it out if if you've listened this far you know hey you know check it out for sure yeah we've,
0: we've um, definitely talked about that album and played some yeah. of it in our clips great stuff
2: hey thank you very much thanks for checking it out um it's actually the hardest we worked on any album ever it's the longest we worked it's the hardest we worked um and it's silly and we love how silly it is
1: i've been listening to your spotify station for the last two days so you know there's some listens on there the new record is rad though i love it
2: well thank you for the half a cent of play. <laughs> Uh, that <laughs> we will be earning. Yes, you
1: guys are going
4: to I be love what so you guys rich. are doing in hardcore right now.
2: You're one of like 15, but thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I
4: mean I I know uh it's the niche genre, but like I don't it's actually felt pretty directionless uh for the last couple of years. I don't I, I don't know where it goes. Now there's not a there's not a big leader in hardcore bands, but
2: uh there's so hardcore's hardcore's actually like I'm not like a huge I don't go to like a lot like a lot of it's driven by like going to live shows. That's huge. I, I, um, I, still,
4: I still follow uh um the point of that was just to say I really enjoyed the new record. Uh um, <laughs> not not to say anything else.
2: Well thank you. No, I appreciate that. Um no, hardcore is hardcore. Is, we, we actually erased the, we used to be rock bottom HC. Now we're rock bottom hail Satan on everything because we want to kind of disassociate ourselves from hardcore just because hardcore is coming up huge. And I don't think we fit in that genre anymore. I think we fit in we're like a, have, we, we I, I think we fit in a couple genres. So we just go with rock bottom hail Satan. And if you're following us, cool. If you're not, you should that's about yeah.
3: it i mean it's like converge started as a hardcore band they're not a hardcore band anymore
2: oh absolutely not yeah no they they have it like they always fell in that scene just because they were from massachusetts yeah boston. because they're from boston yeah, yeah
4: Boston. they were boston hardcore
2: they're they're i think they're more if anything especially the early stuff more like entry-level grindcore type stuff yeah. you know what i mean almost early
3: metalcore like pretty yeah. pretty Pre two
4: thousands metalcore, but like metalcore. Oh, for sure. Oh, the whole the whole metalcore genre was just like a just a a big obscure mix, and depended on what you liked.
2: Oh, in late two thousand, and late two thousands, like two thousand tens, it got to like metalcore became like singing type stuff, like bring me the horizon and falling yeah, from the so, You know, emo core.
0: It used to be something, and now it's just. I don't even know what whiny vocals.
3: well that's for another more likable yeah, more
0: likable it, changes. More yeah. it,
3: it
4: just, changes whatever it is
3: I think we should get back together for a uh, a review of uh, Midnight Taylor Swift's next album
0: oh I think was <laughs> the yeah. band I was like I love Midnight
3: we call it listen or die
2: <laughs>
0: listen or die we'll <laughs> have Steph on for that one
3: I'm into it
2: everyone's listening to that shit
1: (laughs) Dion man thank you comes
3: out in a few weeks I'm listening at midnight when
1: it gets released Nice. Uh, Dion man thanks for coming on talking Hellraiser talking music I very much enjoyed it yeah
2: sorry if I rambled too much I'm used to talking too much on our own podcast no we're all into
3: it it. the only person that really wants to get home is Jeff
1: a, no, no, man. he doesn't even have an early shift. All tomorrow. All He's all good. Well, I have to go to pain management tomorrow morning oh. now, so I have to wake up.
4: Hold on, hold on. Sounds like Dion's. Dion's got some shit to plug.
1: He did, huh?
2: Huh? What shit got, to He
4: did plug. He did plug. Yeah, it. where were you? You've you have your own podcast?
2: Oh, you never heard raise. So okay, quick story I don't, I don't before know. you guys sign off. Oh, you gotta listen to it anyway. I think we're twenty-five episodes deep. We haven't. So during, you know, pandemic quarantine, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone was kind of, you know, not hanging out with anybody. So we were all free. And me, John Lowe, John Marcello, and Jordan Burke, not Chris Evans, obviously, because he was so busy, you know. <laughs> uh, we did a podcast called Raising Hell. Our first episode was reviewing top albums of 2020. And then from then on, we've had um, guests, you know, guests on our show. They range from like an hour to an hour and a half just as bullshit and talking over each other. It's called Raising Hell. Um, Yeah. And then we didn't do one for a year, but then we felt like stroking our own dicks two weeks ago and we made one talking about Speedway. And I don't know if we'll do another one, but we'll see you know yeah, what i mean I but it's yeah. fun stuff you should check it out it's the coolest oh the coolest thing about our podcast is the logo done by john's wife kate Lowe. she does she did the speedway um cover art and that's the coolest thing about it i gave her the vision of like a neon bar sign saying raising hell and she put the life and that's the coolest part about the podcast everything else kind of sucks but if you listen hey <laughs> nice. I I'll did give ask that a
3: Chris. Sure. I did ask Chris the other day, why Jordan always looks so fucking. Because sh- the at, 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 this is after he, um, after the show, he was just like the whole time before you guys played, he was just walking around with the backpack on, like just kind of looking over his shoulder. I was Itch- like,
2: why, Jordan? Jordan 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 is enigma. He's he's he is he is a very selfless guy, very caring guy. Oh, he's
3: oh, he's an awesome dude.
2: And I don't know. I think I think I think um, he just uh, he's just always a dude looking over his shoulder in a backpack with the backpack on. I don't know. I don't know. He thinks someone's gonna get him. I don't know.
3: Chris just said he's just always looking for some place to smoke. I said that's good enough. No, that's true.
2: That's true. Everyone's smoking weed nowadays, right?
3: Yeah,
2: I'm smelling it everywhere. Yeah,
3: I think Chris used to get. I, I remember there were a couple times I would come home. You guys would be in the middle of the practice. I'd be like, "Oh, let's go outside and smoke weed." And then all of a sudden, everyone would be stoned, and Chris would just want to get through practice.
2: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he just wanted everyone to get the hell out of there. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, "I don't want anybody to get high. I don't want anybody to eat
3: the food in my fridge." <laughs>
2: No, that's my
3: brother.
2: Yeah, no, he's definitely changed over the years for sure. Chris is, you know, me and him. That's one of the highlights of me actually coming to practice maybe once every two months is talking to Chris about normal people, family, bullshit. Yeah, dad stuff. Yeah, that's because people need someone because people don't think about, people don't think about, um, you know, men's mental health. I feel like, and I feel like, you know, the more people you talk to, like, I'm not, I'm not talking to him just because I'm like, Oh, he's a case, you know, no. But like, we all need someone to talk to, you know, I think that's why a little bit about why we did our podcast, probably like why you guys do your podcast. It's good to get together and talk to like-minded people and just feel part of a community. And I want to appreciate, and I appreciate you guys, including me in your community tonight. It's really touching. Oh,
1: yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah, it's been fun. I loved it. Yep, very good time for Got sure. Got plan having you on again. Yeah, we're gonna have to rock some sort of music episode with you. Fuck That'd yeah, pick another movie. <laughs>
2: I'll watch movie. Hey, if you the uh, I wouldn't watch Hellraiser if you guys didn't tell me to watch it. So let's do another movie sometime. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, we want to do
3: wrestling matches at some point too. Yeah, let's do '97
2: Nitro. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I ray have, uh,
3: mysterio versus uh Diamond eddie, Dallas G- eddie, eddie guerrero for that. the sure. custody of his kid
2: <laughs> jesus christ uh, that was
3: actually a wwe match
1: yeah, that was god awful oh i remember that so so i'm blessed. more
2: of a w i'm more of a i'm more of a uh attitude era. wf attitude guy nice, more yeah. than a nitro guy for sure but you know we'll, we'll or or all out.
1: We'll work out the deets. We'll get it together. Um, Thank you very much. Ray Wyatt's yeah. back. Yep. I was there. Was Wyatt great. 6. All right. We're going to have to continue all yeah, of this. We got all kinds of stuff. I times. know. We got whew, so much. um But thanks for listening. Dion, thanks for being here. And until next time, we are the Killer Pod crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here.
0: See ya, brothers. We're out.